welcome back. It's back. Not the podcast, unfortunately. We've been away for a few weeks, but what is coming back, as well as the Talking Rugby podcast, is Premiership Rugby. That's right, it returns this evening. I am like a child on Christmas Day. We've got about three and a half hours to go. Matt, how are you? I am really excited. The wait is finally over, as you as you said, and we can finally, you know, obviously there's been lots of off-the-pitch talk, but now we're, we're back on the pitch and hopefully uh, we see some great rugby tonight. We're back on the pitch and it all kicks off with Harlequins versus Sale. My goodness, what a fantastic wording that is. I mean, I've just loved <laughs> social media today. Every team sharing their team sheets again. It's just, it is utterly brilliant. Um, yeah, there's a sense of normality, isn't there? About exactly. The, about the whole situation. Exactly. After a five-month hiatus, league positions are the same. But players are massively different. Some big stars have joined us. Others have left. High-profile transfers. Most deals went through on the 1st of July. And it truly leaves us in a unique situation of squads built for the 2021 season. But they're playing out an elongated 1920 campaign. So it's all a bit random at the moment. The coronavirus, it's wrecked the financial side for of the game as well we've had salary caps of 1.4 million put in place for next season backroom staff redundancies 25 percent pay cuts we've still got players tested positive but we're going ahead tonight and hopefully it will go ahead without anything going too wrong don't you think yeah i think i've been impressed by the the procedures that most team well all teams in fact have put up um it seems pretty safe to me how they're testing temperatures and doing all sorts of questionnaires on the way into the training parks and probably stadiums this weekend and I think even if there is a little a little bit of a, a problem I think there's ways around it that they've they've kind of got answers to and really well prepared so that's good. It is good so like we said Harlequins versus Sale at the Stoop 7.45 it kicks us off I want to mention one person, and one person in particular, wearing the 13 shirt for the visiting side tonight, Manu Tuolangi. He is back in the Premiership with a totally different club. And what a statement. I mean, you've sort of got to put him in there because he's your biggest signing, but Manu is starting for sale. And he's coming up against Chris Ashton, and Chris Ashton just left sale. Um, that could uh, come up. It's going to be good. Yeah, wow. Um, I think... I wouldn't be surprised to see Manu involved in that game very, very early. I would expect to see, similar to that uh, England-Ireland game uh, in uh, Dublin a few years ago where they used Manu off the back of the line-out. I, wouldn't expect, I would expect something like that to happen just to make a statement, I suppose, that maybe that is the person that Sale need to complete a squad that is looking very good. It is looking very, very good. And I am looking... Really forward to the Rob Shaw Curry battle at Open Side. Mm. I think that's another place that's really going to look big at. I mean, Rob Shaw's leaving at the end of this season, so it's almost like his last nine games for the club go big or go home, really. Yeah, it's a nice little, I suppose, a goodbye. Unfortunately, there's no fans there to see him off, or certainly at the start of the campaign or the resume. But um, there's loads of good matchups all across the field. Um, anyway, you look, you find a good, a tasty battle, and I think this is a really good game to get us going. 
It's a fantastic game. Matt, you've been looking into Harlequins and how they played their team in round one and now round 14 as well as Sale. You've been looking at the, the 15. Tell us how much it changes since the first round. Yeah, there's loads of changes and perhaps we're going to see more of that. I've not looked at the others in detail, but I'm sure there's more to come. Um, for for Harlequins, there is a lot of changes uh, in forwards. I think only one forward remains in the same shirt. Uh, I think it's Baldwin. And okay, there's there's a couple that started but have changed shirts. But there's there's a lot of differences, and of course there's the World Cup uh, at the start of the season, which plays its part a little bit. But on the whole, it just shows how this Premiership has been tipped on its head with the two squads over one season. It's unprecedented stuff. I mean, Sale is even even more in the backs, where you got Tuolangi and Yard uh, coming in who weren't there at the start. It just it all just seems fantastic, but so odd. Mm. Because you look at sort of players and, you know, we mentioned Ashton and Manu and it's sort of, you know, when they're playing against a club that they used to play at, it's going to be sort of the case when Gloucester play Tigers and you look at Johnny May and think, hang on a second, you theoretically should still be with the team that you're playing against. It is it is quite odd, I suppose. But Sale, they've done fantastic work in the break. Um and they're currently sitting in second place. And I would be surprised if they didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, it's hard to bet against a team that is that strong. I mean, I think there's still some names missing from that starting lineup. Um, obviously, you'd probably be used for midweek games that are still strong. And even the bench, the bench is absolutely phenomenal. AJ McGinty, Denny Salomona, uh, Will Cliff, Ben Curry. They're all names from the bench. And if, if you've got that kind of those kind of guys coming on with 20 minutes to go and you, you, you're only a couple of points behind, then you're only going to improve on what you've already got. You definitely are. It's, I mean, they've got so much talent there. So who are we going for Friday night at the wreck? Not at the wreck, at the stoop. The wreck. <laughs> First game back, home or away? Who's winning this one? I think Sale are going to win it. I think they're going to make a big statement with Manu and... Yeah, I think they're going to push for the playoffs. I mean, I heard an interview with Steve Diamond um, probably three or four weeks ago and they noted how Leicester City had kind of dipped from what their form was previously and Steve Diamond was uh, adamant that that wasn't going to happen to Sale. Definitely not. I've I've got Sale by five, I think. I think they... I'm sorry, Quinns fans, but they just seem too good at the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. So let's move on to Saturday then. We've got four fantastic games starting off at six ways. Worcester versus Gloucester. It's going to be a good game, I think, because Gloucester have had so many. I think Gloucester, out of the entire 12 clubs, Tigers could be very close second to what I'm going to say on this. But they have had, I think, without a doubt, the most bizarre sort of lockdown period they have totally been turned upside down and you know a full new coaching setup new players you've got you know your your two marquee players have gone you've your coach every everything's just sort of been tipped on their head and for the core group of players that are still there that must have been quite hard to adapt to don't you think 
yeah, it's a it's a roller coaster ride that they've been on. I mean, they've had their fair share of off-field uh, incidents as well, which might have provided uh, a distraction, um, particularly around the new coach coming in. But I think I think they've got experienced heads in there that will drive Gloucester forward on the pitch, and I think they'll be they'll be ready to go this evening. Uh, sorry, tomorrow. I think they will. And let's look at the team. I mean, uh, George Skivington's making a huge statement putting Jake Polaridri at eight. Mm-hmm. He's got a few youngsters on the bench. Tom Seabrook, Louis Rizanet, uh Stephen Varney, Jack Clement. You know, 20 to 23 on the bench are young guys. Um, so they, they're sort of making a way for themselves. Johnny May is back in in a Gloucester shirt, much to joy of Gloucester fans, I'm sure. On the flip side, if we look at Worcester, they haven't made too many changes. Obviously, Ted Hill, the youngster, the youngest Worcester captain to captain a team for the season, he is going to do fantastic things, I think, with the captaincy over the next 12 months. Yeah, um, I think... That that guy, um, Ted Hill, is going to be a key player for Worcester. I remember him bursting onto the scene and uh, really impressing me. Uh, I think that Worcester probably aren't as complete as a lot of other teams. Uh, they're kind of, you know, a couple of wins off the top four, but I don't think they're going to get there, unfortunately. No, I, I can't see them doing it, you know. I think that... They're they're building a very good team and they have been doing so for a couple of years, but I still think they do need a few more seasons. But I think what's nice about Worcester is that, okay, this season no one's been in the relegation battle, but I think if there was one, I don't think Worcester would be there. They are consistently improving, Mm. but they're not potentially going at the rate that maybe we would think other teams would be. Yeah, I think they're missing a little bit of stardust somewhere uh probably across the back line uh, for certain. I think they just need a little something extra to get them where they want to be. Uh, they're, they're a good team, uh, don't get me wrong, but I think they, they need a little a step up. Definitely. So who have we got for this one? Worcester versus Gloucester. Where are you placing your money? I'm going Gloucester because of the three wingers, Ollie Forley, Johnny May, and then Louis Rees Summit on the bench. You've got those guys and then the dis- double distribution from Cipriani and 12 Trees. I think they are going to be lighting up the six ways field. You've lost the Cersei. That back line, Cipriani, May, 12 Trees, Harris, Thorley, Woodward. Mm-hmm. Hello? Like, that is that is pretty mm-hmm. good for a club that five months ago were really, really struggling. I I guess they lost it by three. Yeah. Lost by three, I think. I was really looking forward to this game before it got cancelled because I was going to go and cover it. Mm. And I thought, oh, this is brilliant. I had all my prep ready mm. and then it just stopped. Yeah, it's quite so an I, interesting um, one, isn't it, with the table because mm. they're ninth and tenth. Uh, probably Gloucester were slipping a little bit. Worcester maybe finding their feet with a few injury returns, but uh, now it's completely different, even though that's a similar context. Exactly. So let's move on. Exeter versus Tigers as our second Saturday game. Poor Tigers, that's all I'm going to say. First game back and you face Exeter. Good luck. Matt, how are you feeling? Confident? It's it's the one that you wouldn't want to play Exeter in the first game, particularly with all the changes and reintroductions that Leicester are having. Um, 
if if you want a confidence builder, you don't want to be playing Exeter first game for certain. And yeah, look at the Exeter team. It's full strength. So I think it could be a difficult afternoon for Leicester. I think it could be. They, I mean, before this, their, strong, their squad was strong. After all of this, their squad is even stronger. They don't look like they're going to fall whatsoever. And Tigers, I really can't see where they're getting sort of momentum from. And I know that's probably quite a harsh thing to say, but you look at that team sheet and yeah, okay, you've got, you know, the young brothers, Genge, Cole, but Ford, you know, you don't, there's no bite to it anymore. Yeah, there's certainly a few key names missing a little bit of stardust in um, Vayanu, May and Tuolangi. That's really uh, missing here. But uh, there is a but. Um, <laughs> Matt Scott is really impressive from his highlights reel. From uh, I think he played for Edinburgh. And it would be interesting to see how he goes in this first match. It's a big test for him coming up against Oli Devoto and uh, Henry Slade in the Chiefs' centres. I think where Leicester lack a little bit is front row replacements. I think they need, back in when Tigers were successful 10 years ago, they used to have like Julian White being replaced by Castro Giovanni. It was almost a like-for-like like replacement, but I'm not sure that is the case here because you've got all this, obviously the two England props, maybe an ex-England prop with Dan Cole now, but um, they've been replaced by Lea Tigaga and uh, Joe Hayes, which... They're probably not up to standard just yet. They were the good old days, weren't they? Castro, that was just Martin Johnson, the whole team. That I tell you what, the one thing that I've liked about lockdown and not having any rugby is the fantastic shows, the sort of repeats that BT Sport have been putting on <laughs> of these classic games. I mean, the amount of games from sort of the 20... 2008, 9 to what, 12 season that I've watched. It's been fantastic, but Tigers need some good old days to come back. Yeah, I think the Premiership needs the strong Tigers as well. They've, despite all the recent trouble, they still bring in um, big crowds and obviously still get the attention from the TV. So but, Exactly. But yeah, Exeter, I think Exeter will uh, win this one. I'm going to go Exeter by six. Exeter by six? Mm-hmm. Bonus point for Leicester. I think Leicester would um, Leicester would count that as a win. I I would suggest. Wipe my hand off for that. <laughs> yeah, I think they they probably would. So let's move on to the next game of Saturday: Bath versus Irish. Oh, I'm so looking forward to this. London Irish, watch this club because in a few years they're going to be pretty good. Uh, Sean O'Brien, Paddy Jackson, Ollie Hassel Collins, Curtis Rona. They've got some big names in there that could do quite well. Bear Cohen's on the bench. They've got some, you know, they're building. They are building. Yeah, they've been quite quiet uh, during lockdown, particularly the first, well, probably four months. But they've kind of picked up pace in the last few weeks. I've seen a few people tip them for top four, even this season, which I'm not so sure about that, but... If they continue to build as they are, maybe it's something four or five years down the line. Um, something we've probably been saying to Worcester uh, more recently. But, um, yeah, I think this will be a test for them. It will definitely be a test. And 
who they're up against. Bath, they've also been quite quiet um, during this lockdown period. But reading sort of some names off Watson, Rocket Aguni, Joseph, McConaughey, Spencer. Ben Spencer obviously came in from Saracens. Will Stewart, up-and-coming England prop. Charlie Yields at captain. Zach Mercer, I'd say, is probably the most underrated back mm. English young back rower that there is. Yeah. Samantha Hill, Falatau. I mean, do they stand a chance? Yeah, it's, it's a, you know, but as, you, as you mentioned, both teams have got their little key players involved. I, th- I think as well for me, the wreck, it's it's probably going to be the strangest stadium to play in behind closed doors, if that makes sense. Mm. You know, apologies to Bath fans, but I feel like it might be a bit eerie. I, I, I do know. know what you mean. It's yeah. very open. Yeah, and there's that little. I think there's a little corner where you can actually watch from, or at least see half of the pitch. <laughs> that might be a bit. But like, I don't know if you saw um, yesterday on Freddie Burns' social media that he posted a very funny gif of somebody peering over a fence and he said this is going to be me on Saturday afternoon seeing how the boys are going to go but I suppose Bath and I've sort of thought it for a few seasons they've been consistently good but I don't think they've ever been great do you think that you know the next nine rounds I mean they sit in sixth at the moment Mm. they're three points off the Wasps in fifth and two points ahead of Quinns in seventh if they make top six I think it will give them a really big boost heading into the 2021 season, don't you? Yeah, with the, is it Neil Hatley that's been... Yeah. Was, yeah, uh, he's been promoted to the head coach um, role, so maybe that will get the best out of himself and uh, Stuart Hooper, um, which could potentially push Bath forwards. Is their current squad good enough for the top four? I don't think it is, but I think they'll be pleased with top six, like you said. Definitely. So who have we got for Bath versus Irish? I think Bath will win just. I'm gonna get Irish by seven. Ooh. More than more than Exeter and Leicester, the difference wise. Well, I tell you what, I went and watched them play against Gloucester and okay, Gloucester didn't play very well that game. Mm. But they've got something and as soon as they get the ball, they are away. As long as they can get the ball. Yeah. They can really show some magic, but obviously forwards do the hard work, let the backs run. <laughs> yeah, that is, uh, yeah, that's how it goes, isn't it? Bristol versus Saracens. <sighs> what are we thinking? This is probably the the key game on Saturday, as in in terms of spectacle. Maybe not in terms of the league, with Saracens already being relegated, but you know, there's big players on either side of the team that are, you know, stardust. And I think this will be probably the most talked about game of the weekend. I'm going to say two words to you. System players. (laughs) Please, can you just uh, just, uh, try and tell me what a system player is? Because I don't understand it. I get replacements. Mm -hmm. Um, What did Eddie call them? Um, Finishers. Finishers, um, stardust makers, whatever you want to call it. But what is a system player? Yeah, um, I, I'm a traditional guy, tr- um, substitutions or replacements, that kind of thing. But I kind of understood the finishers 
but I'm not so sure about system players. Um, obviously, Bristol know what they're doing. You'd be a brave man to argue with <laughs> Pat Lamb on something like this, if it's indeed his idea. But, um, yeah. <laughs> suppose... It's certainly Gordon people talking. I don't know whether they've done it just for the sake of let's get people talking. Yeah, I don't know if they win the win the Premiership, then I suppose we all look silly by giving it some stick. They win the Premiership. Every twelve clubs are going to be called system players for their replacements. Oh. But let's focus on the fifteen. I mean, my goodness, Bristol are growing huge. A fantastic young partnership at half back of Brandon and Sheedy. Hughes stays strong at eight, and they've just got talent across the board, really, haven't they? Yeah, it's, I cannot find a weakness in that squad. Um, there's no sort of trip up or any anything. I'm surprised Thacker's on the bench, actually. Um, yeah, I would have started Thacker. Potentially, they're waiting to see, um, waiting to play him in a midweek game. That's also another conundrum that coaches and managers are going to face. But um, yeah, I, I can't see Bristol missing out on the top four with a squad like this. They look absolutely fantastic. But let's turn to Saracens, who they're up against. They literally have nothing to play for. They go down in nine games to the championship. So the side that they've put out, I'm sort of slightly surprised that they've put out such a, well, I say such a strong squad. Sean Maitland, Alex Lewington, Alex Gouge, Richard Wigglesworth, Villapola, Atoji, Rhodes, Ray, Villapola. I mean... Their big names sort of are there via Farrell, really. Yeah, it's a strange squad because, as you said, there's a lot of star names, but on the bench, there's perhaps some of the up-and-coming players that they're looking to to blood with. uh, Yeah, I think they've got enough stardust to challenge Bristol, that's for sure, though. Definitely never write Saracens off, regardless of sort of where they are. No, I think this sort of situation might even pull them tighter together. Mm. And we might see, I don't know, I suppose I suppose they could challenge like uh, Exeter and Bristol, their rivals, and try and stop them winning, even though they're not going to be in the, in the playoffs. Right, here we go. Bristol by 12. 12, wow. Um, <laughs> I'm going for a drop goal finish and going for a Bristol win. Okay, there we go. From a sheedy drop goal. CD drop goal, right, place your bets. 79th minute. <laughs> 79th minute, okay. Here 31 seconds. Just enough minutes, time for a reset. 31 seconds. I'm, I'm jotting that down Yeah. right now because if you get that right next mm-hmm. week, I'll eat my hat or whatever the expression is. Nice. Drop goal, right. On Sunday... Have you got your salt and pepper ready? Yeah, we're ready. <laughs> we're ready to go. On Sunday, Saints host Wasps down at Franklin's Gardens. Both teams looking strong. Yeah, both teams looking strong. I mean, uh, Wasps were probably the informed team, uh, to work, apart from obviously Exeter and Saracens, but Wasps were looking really strong towards the end or just before they finished playing back in March, February, March, and they blasted up to fifth from 10th or 9th. Um, their break probably came at the wrong time for them but they've still got a strong team together. Their last game was against Gloucester at home. And I was there actually. And again, they just looked 
like they've got their stuff together and they are composed and ready. But then, you know, they've also had their troubles because Dai Young's has left. They've got a new coaching setup. They've lost a few players. Um, Brad Shields is playing eight, which is interesting. It'd be really nice to sort of see how he goes at eight, I think. Yeah. But, you know, six and seven of Willis and Young, a fantastic young partnership there. But they've got some experience as well. You know, Kieran Brooks, Joe Launchbury are all there. Josh Bassett, Jimmy Godperth, Fekka Tower, mm-hmm. Kimbridge, you know, Dan Robson. They've got a squad that's growing. And Ben Bellicott is on the bench for the, hoping to make his first Wasps appearance. And he obviously signed at the start of this season. So they've got some, some good players to do well, I think. Yeah, it's not the Wasps Stardust team that we saw maybe two or three years ago, but they've still got Robson, uh, Omega, Bassett, Gopper from Feki Toa. That's kind of 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. And we we speak about Gloucester having a strong back line like that. We speak about Sale having a back, strong back line. That's one that can rival uh, yeah. those guys. I actually think that is probably a most underrated back line in the, in the Premiership. Um, I'll second that. Yeah, I think as long as the forwards can get them the ball, and um, you know, with Launchbury and Young Shields in there, there's yeah, uh, Wasps could could be a surprise here. Could be a surprise for the top four. <laughs> but let's look at Northampton Saints. Again, they've put out a very strong side. They haven't had too many changes over lockdown. They've been quietly sat and sort of just very slowly taking it all in. Mm-hmm. And they're at home and they've got a very good chance. Yeah, very good chance at Franklin's Gardens. I think Malinder on the wing is one that drew my attention straight away. But he's kind of a player that's done all that before. It'd be interesting to see. Did he get a premiership game in towards the end? Because otherwise it's been about two and a half years, isn't it? Or yeah, years. he's been out a very, very long time. I, I can't think... remember if he did get one, but even if he did, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a long wait. I think it was an 18-month injury, wasn't it? Or... Yeah, he has been out for a while, so it is fantastic to see him on the team sheet again. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think he'd be desperate to make an impact in this game. Definitely. And Lewis Lebanon, Courtley Laws, Tamira Harrison there taking up the back row. Fantastic. You know, they are very strong in forwards, uh, yeah. uh, Northampton. And their bench is interesting. I wouldn't say it's the strongest bench in the world, but it's got some talent there. Yeah, it reminds me of of a, a Tigers bench from last season. It's kind of, you'd expect better, but it's not too bad, if that makes sense. They've still got some plenty of power on the bench with Mr T. And uh, Proctor as well. Um, so we'll, we'll see how they go. I think Saints will need to get an early lead, though, if they're to kind of battle that Wasps back line. I've got Wasps by five. Wasps by, I'm going to differ. I'm going Saints by five. There we go, then. We shall see. Well, we are nearly two hours away. Yeah. Until, we're... we're nearly two hours until we kick off Premiership Rugby. I am so excited. It no doubt will be very weird. Uh, we've experienced it with the Premier League. It's odd. It's mm. not normal, but it's happening. And I think that's the main thing to get out of this, that there is, although it's not our normal, there is some sort of normality at the moment. 
yeah, it's good to have it back. I mean, it's probably giving people a little bit of a distraction as well, which is it's helpful. It's that's what sport and rugby is all about, and it's really pleasing to see that we're talking about rugby again and not you know salary cap or um, contract issues or the virus. It's just nice to be back. I'll tell you what I'm really looking forward to is our podcast next week because where we have every week sort of thought, oh, well, you know, we need something else to talk about. What are we going to talk about? What are we going to talk about? And sort of digging in to the deep, dark web of any rugby news we can find. <laughs> We're actually going to talk about some rugby and it's going to be quite fun. Yeah, it's, um, I suppose it marks an end of an era, that little block, 160 days or however long, long it was. But uh, we've finally got some rugby to talk about that's both either side of the weekends that's in England and we can finally just yeah it's amazing isn't it it's fantastic well enjoy the rugby mat I know you'll be glued to it as I will and I'm sure people listening will as well we will catch up next week when we'll have some rugby to talk about (laughs) 